Welcome to The Thought Vault, where we learn to unlock our minds to live with more purpose and bold intention. I'm your host, Emily Vermillion. Take a deep breath and let's get started. In today's episode of The Thought Vault, we are talking about cynicism. I believe cynicism runs the world and this perspective of life is robbing people of a life well lived. You may have cynical people in your life or may be a cynic yourself. Either way, this episode is going to sting a little bit. But if we don't challenge ourselves, what are we doing here? We got to grow. So we're jumping into this one. You probably think that being cynical keeps you from getting hurt by other people in situations when they disappoint you by not living up to your expectations. But cynicism is really toxic. It robs you of happiness. You're obsessed with the idea that the world is set to disappoint you, so you might as well turn your back to it first. A cynical attitude hurts you in ways you'd probably never expect. On the whole, it affects your health, career, and relationships. So let's look at some ways that being cynical can be detrimental to your well-being. Cynical people don't have healthy relationships. The classic cynic will call themselves a realist or sarcastic in nature. Let me reveal myself a bit here. I am sarcastic. I get sarcasm and naturally find it funny. Some would say I have a dark sense of humor, and I say that about myself as well. Sarcasm does have a place in moments of pressure, because done without malice, it is quite funny and can be very lighthearted. But there is a much more sinister side that doesn't bring light or love, and if you live in a state of cynicism, your days are dark. Inherently, your actions are less positive and more negative with others. It is difficult to respond to cynical people without having negative thoughts or feelings yourself. So people often try to avoid cynics in order to maintain a positive mindset. It is a challenge to overpower the dark cloud of pessimism and maintain a positive spirit. So it seems best to just avoid those who have negative views. I don't know about you, but there are some people who just never have anything good to say or are perpetual complainers. I cannot be around people that like that for very long. Life is short and I don't want any more energy drains on my time. Plus, being an introvert adds to my conservation efforts, if you will, when it comes to my energy. I don't have time for negativity. Doesn't mean I don't find myself in negative places. But if you're constantly putting down well-meaning people, those who are close to you will assume that you do the same when it comes to them. And this is where the breakdown begins to happen. Cynical people are usually trying to safeguard themselves from dishonesty, and they end up producing what they are trying to avoid. Cynical people usually come off as judgmental because of their psychoanalysis of people and interactions. Those closest to cynics begin to feel judged themselves and don't trust being around the cynical person for fear of criticism. It's not a good cycle. So if you are a cynical person, it will serve you well to know that your engagements with others can be perceived in a way that truly breeds the very things you're skeptical about in the first place. If you have a cynical person in your life, know that they have their own way of seeing the world and how they feel has nothing to do with you and everything to do with what they are thinking. You are not responsible for their negative emotions and emotional turmoil. Cynics have worse health. It is determined by countless scientific studies that negative emotions have huge impacts on physical health. Negative emotions manifest into high blood pressure, migraines, heart conditions, weight management issues, and even more. Think about when you are angry, how your heart rate increases. You feel flush in the face and your stomach tightens, and that's just from an intense moment of anger. If you are walking around with negative emotions, you are triggering chemical reactions in the brain that releases hormones and elevated levels 
throwing off entire system abnormalities. I couldn't possibly touch on everything that happens to the body physically, but I think you can begin to understand what effect this has on your general well-being. And when we don't feel good, everything else is harder to overcome. The light bulb moment here is that simply by thinking like a cynic, your overall wellness plummets. The other light bulb is that you can stop all of this by thinking differently. Cynicism is a mindset. It's a way of viewing and thinking about the world. If you don't want to think negatively or jump to dark conclusions about others or circumstances, don't do it. We will get to how in a minute. Cynicism can lead to depression. While being cynical doesn't necessarily cause depression, it may be a risk factor and possibly possibly lead to more depressive reactions when it comes to stress. Cynicism comes from a disconnect between expectations or hopes and the reality, which leads to feelings of helplessness and can prompt one sense that nothing they do in life truly matters. The connection between cynicism and depression works both ways. In some cases, a cynical person may find that their mindset spirals out of control and their negative views of the world lead to the development of depression. Cynicism is part of a defensive stance people take to protect themselves from getting hurt. It's usually triggered by an experience of hurt or anger in which a person has allowed these feelings to fester rather than dealing with them directly. When people become cynical of one thing, it can slowly turn their attitude against everything. When a cynic lives in this state, they eventually become brazen in their responses to people under the guise of, I'm just an honest person, but let's really be honest. People don't need your honesty. (laughs) Unless you are being truly helpful, being callous, rude, or overtly argumentative is not for the sake of bringing others to the light. It's really just a put down to alleviate what a cynic is aggravated about. If you are on the receiving end of this, I encourage you to pause and instead of biting back, breathe deep and evaluate what the argument is worth to you. Do you want to prove a point? If so, I hate to tell you, but biting, a biting remark will only make the cynic feel validated, which will most likely egg the situation on further. In my experience, removing yourself from the situation is the best move. I can see you're upset about this. Let's pause. We can talk later when you're not so heated. Hard to do in the moment, especially when it feels unjustified, but there really is no reasoning with someone who is being in their emotions. Cynicism really does overtake someone's control over their feelings and can take the person to heights of emotions that logically cannot be contained until some moments of calmness have passed. Remember, emotions are temporary. And when cynicism has the driver's seat, there is no telling the waves of emotion that can become part of your daily life. The big question I'm sure you're wondering is, how do we stop? (laughs) The truth is, until you can step outside of yourself for a moment and identify how cynical you are, you won't have the consciousness to work on it. Once you identify the cynicism in your life, it's time to get to work. First, try writing down the ways cynicism has affected your life. Think about it in separate areas, your career, relationships, your health, your spiritual life, your mental state. None of us live a perfectly balanced life. So identify the weak links and write down the results you're having in that area right now. Follow up those thoughts with the facts. Do you have a difficult relationship, marriage, friendship, family relationship? Do you hate going to your job every day? Have you been disconnected from God and not spending daily time praying to him and fostering a relationship with him? What about your health? Are you eating junk food, not exercising, staying up late, not living with any type of routine? And what's your general disposition about life, positive or negative? Second, practice positivity. (laughs) This seems obvious, but still not so obvious because the next question is, uh, how? 
especially when you're in a cycle of cynicism. And that's going to be a little bit different for everyone. I like to journal, talk out loud to myself about what my thoughts are, and incorporate elements that simply bring me joy. I love to listen to worship music to turn my mood around. Sitting outside in the bright sun is very stimulating for our brain and and evokes a positive mood. I love to write verses down on post-its and place them in obvious areas where I will see them often. Another great tip is to save a verse as your screensaver on your phone. Every time you pick up your phone, there's a positive truth to tell yourself. Affirmations are a wonderful tool. Practice telling yourself that you are joyful in nature. I have energy that abounds. And instead of using I am statements when you are in the height of emotions, use I feel. Because remember, feelings are temporary and not who you are. I am angry. No, I feel angry. Practicing positivity really comes down to what is exciting to you and and what you enjoy doing. Use that time as a time of worship. Pray while you exercise or paint. Call a friend on your way home from work. Incorporate lightness into your day. Practice gratitude. Thanksgiving is life-giving, and when we think about our thankfulness, it is a surefire way to blast cynicism out of our system. Practicing gratitude neutralizes cynicism and cultivates that positive attitude. When you take the time to reflect on the good things in your life, you can't help but feel a little more peaceful, and these positive feelings will overflow and affect your thoughts and actions. There's always something to be thankful for, even if it comes down to your ability to just hear this podcast right now. Our mind wants to see the negative and the threats because our mind's job is self-preservation. We must continue to grow and learn. And preserving what isn't healthy to begin with is not going to serve us in the long run. Don't harp on the negative. Thankfulness is a wonderful time to reflect on the positive. I have a planner that has a specific place to write what I'm thankful for each day. And I love starting my day and by reminding myself what really matters to me. Sometimes I simply write that I woke up. (laughs) It gives me perspective. And that's part of life, to have perspective to have insight and glean wisdom from all of our circumstances, including our feelings. But feelings are temporary. Remember that. And don't allow the negativity to change how you see the world. Thankfulness and gratitude are key elements to remind yourself the goodness that is part of your life, irregardless of your circumstances at any given moment. Try writing out three things each day that you're grateful for. See how your disposition changes you'll be surprised. Another thing to do, pray every day. Praying is a form of meditation that gives you a connectiveness outside yourself. Cynicism can have a way of isolating you, which is never a positive place to reside. When we are praying, we are practicing mindfulness and engaging our minds to be present and aware, which helps us disconnect negative self-talk going on in our minds. We're able to make sure that we're having that moment each day to intentionally connect with Christ and allow vulnerability to wash over replacing the defensive nature most cynics are living with all day long. Practice staying present. I I talk about this in the beginning episodes of this podcast, so make sure to go back and listen to those episodes. Mindfulness is the key to navigating your present without the distraction of past circumstances or longing for the future. Being present and engaging with the life you're in right now is what will ultimately help you live content. This means being intentional with your time, and life-giving elements being part of your every day. Be intentional making those part of your life. Examples would be like, you know, getting up extra early and having that quiet time that you infamously hear about. 
<laughs> I laugh sometimes. I go through seasons where my quiet time is on point and I will concur that it is so life-giving. But there are times when I'm like, that can't be serious. I have to sleep. You just have to listen to your body. But regardless, having time to sit, focus, just be where you're at with no distractions. I don't care when you're doing it or for how long. It matters and it makes a difference. Exercising, if that's important to you, reading your Bible, playing with your kids, having screen-free time, walking outside in nature, whatever, whatever simple activity calms your spirit, you need to be utilizing daily. Practicing mindfulness also means dealing with your emotions as they come and go. When we don't handle or get to the bottom of our emotions, we have more work to do. When we don't handle our emotions, we become very guarded and jaded by what is happening around us. Consumed by our thoughts and opinions, we are distracted away from the truth of God's word. When we are being cynical and negative, it reveals our heart. Cynics move from believing the best about people to assuming the worst. That's what cynicism does. Cynics don't hope like they used to, and having been burned, they're afraid to trust. When cynicism has been driving my thoughts, I find that my heart begins to feel hopeless, and it's hard for me to see the bright side of life. Have you found yourself in that place? And to what extent do you see cynicism in your heart and mind? Surprisingly, cynicism starts not because you don't care, but because you do care, or you once did. It starts because you poured your heart into something and got little in return, or maybe you got something in return, but it was the opposite of what you desired. You fell in love only to have the relationship fall apart. You threw your heart into your job only to be told you were being let go. You were there for somebody only to have her tell you you were a disappointment. Most cynics are former optimists. But as cynicism gains ground in their life, they start to protect themselves from future hurt. And this is where it all starts. Having been burned, you tell yourself only fools get burned. So you guard your heart. You shelter your soul. To some extent, that's what's happening to Peter in his encounter with Jesus in Matthew 18. Peter wants to limit forgiveness. He doesn't want to play the fool. So he encourages Jesus to put a limit on grace. Seven rounds of forgiveness is enough, right? In Matthew 18, 21, Then Peter came up and said to him, Lord, how often will my brother sin against me and I forgive him? As many as seven times? Jesus said to him, I do not say to you seven times. 77 times. Jesus goes on further verses below this to explain that there should be no limit. When we are given the forgiveness of Christ, we have no reason not to offer others forgiveness or ourselves as often as is asked. Cynicism cannot live where we don't allow it to grow. Cynicism fools us into believing we know best when that isn't true. Drawing near to Christ and relying on his wisdom to cover our deficiencies is a gift he gave to all of us. We get to experience the joy and full freedom of letting go and letting love flow in and all throughout our lives. Cynicism has become a way of life. I see it every single day on social media. I see it every single day in the news. I hear it in the conversations I have with others. I myself deal with it. But cynicism, like I said earlier, is a dark place to live. It does not serve us. It does not serve Christ. And ultimately, it leaves us in a very, very vulnerable state. It causes us to push people away, to break relationships, to struggle internally. And oftentimes, 
there's not even a reason to pinpoint why. It just becomes a cloud, a cloud over our life, a cloud over our mood. We can't see what we don't try to. It's easy to see the negative. Our brain wants to see the threats, see the negative things so it can self-preserve. But that is not where God lives. God lives in the challenging. He intends for us to live in the light. We are a light to others. And it's our job to be mindful of the word of God, to know his truth, so that we can help our own minds combat the filter that society wants us to see things through. There's a lot of darkness in the world, but there is a lot of good and a lot of light and a lot of love. And if there was more love shown, more love freely given, more love openly expressed, what a better world that would be for all of us to live in. Cynicism wreaks havoc. Cynicism robs us of living a life well lived. God did not intend for us to live in darkness. He gave us life abundant in him. When our focus and priority is on Christ, we get to live in joy. We get to live and express forgiveness and love and kindness to others, even when it seems preposterous, even when we can see others doing it and not understand how, but see what it does, see what it does for them and and those that they extend that love to and that grace. This world isn't perfect and this world will let you down over and over and over again. But it's not this world's job to keep us happy. God gave us free will. We have a choice. Our choice should be to chase him, to try and grow in his likeness, in his wisdom, and in his understanding. And the only way we can do that is by drawing near to Christ, especially in the days of dark. When all the rest seems cliche or silly or or makes you angry to hear. I know when I've been in seasons of darkness and people tell me it'll all work out. It'll all be okay. I just want to roll my eyes and walk away and say, you don't get it. But the truth is, we don't even get it. When we're in those dark days and we're not pursuing God, we're not having the time to be present and mindful and work through our thoughts, we don't get it either. Because we are allowing, we are allowing our emotions to be us instead of work through us. Be present, pray, write what you're grateful for, stop saying yes to things that are draining you completely, learn more about yourself, take stock in how you feel, and try to get to the bottom of why. Allow your emotions to come, allow your emotions to be felt, and then move forward. Take the time to navigate the reasons that you are experiencing certain feelings. Do the work. Pray the prayers. Lean into Christ. Lord, you are the one who softens hearts. Please help us work through any cynicism we may be feeling and believe that in you, everything is possible. Lord, we pray for a protection against cynicism. We pray for eyes and hearts and ears to be opened so that we may understand you more, God, even through the difficult times, even through the hurt, even through the pain, even through the confusion we we may have to experience or, or are experiencing or have experienced. Lord, we pray for all of those elements to be lessons and drawing closer to you and being vulnerable with you, Lord, so that we may rise up to the occasion that you are trying to set us in motion for, to learn 
to better ourselves, to be better servants for your kingdom, Lord, and your word in this world. We pray, God, to be light, to not be dark. And we pray for discernment and guidance and help, Lord. We pray, God, for the ability to come to you, Christ, each and every day, to choose light over dark and recognize, God, that there is purpose in all of it. In your precious name we pray. Amen. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. Make sure you are a part of the Cool Kids Club and join us over in our Facebook group, The Bold Insiders. Simply go to boldpearls.com forward slash insiders to join this community or click the link in the show notes. If you are in a place of feeling stuck or not sure what to even do to get motivated, check out a free resource available to you. Click the link in the show notes to grab the unstuck workbook I created, which will help walk you through where you are and where you want to go. I've been there and I know how it feels to not be in control of where you're at and longing for something more. So make sure to grab that resource. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the show and leave a review, share the podcast and tag me. Until next time, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Romans 12 too. go live with bold intention, everyone. Bye for now.